Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we're delighted to be joined by Six Music's Matt Everett, who's here to talk to us about this year's Six Music T-Shirt Day, which takes place on Friday, November the 4th. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Nice and you. whereabouts yeah, nice, are you? Nice, nice to see you again. Apologies to the sound quality because I'm sitting outside overlooking Brighton Beach. Lovely. Uh, we are the mods, we are the mods, we are, we are, we are the mods, <laughs> etc. Um, and yes, it's a bit windy out here, but all is good. All is good. Fantastic. Um, how are you? What have you been up to since we last spoke? I think the last time we chatted was... <laughs> Believe it or not, about a week before Glastonbury, so it's kind of flown by that. It few was, months. wasn't it? It was a good one, wasn't it, Glastonbury? It yes. felt people felt really gracious and happy to be there, and sort of appreciative mm. of um, the fact it was happening. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Nice. I did. I did this. Did I mention it before? The stupid thing that I was going to try and get at every single stage. Did you succeed, at Glastonbury? Well, I got to. I thought there was like 120. It turns out when I got on site, there's like more like 140. Ah. <laughs> uh, but I, I managed that 89, I think it was, over the three days. That's not bad. So it's pretty good going. <laughs> but I think, I mean, my steps, my God, the pedometer went completely doolally. Uh, I think what I'm going to try and do this year, in theory, is now I know the lay of the land a bit better. I can be more strategic about it. I can see if I could do all of it in 24 hours. Wow. That's going to be the idea. And like really plot it out like a military exercise, start at a specific <laughs> point, know exactly where I'm going, like know that like some of the ones that open really late will be at the end of the 24 hours. So I like have a start the finish line, yeah. coincides with like, you know, cup of tea at the start line, right side at the finish line, 24 hours. I think it's doable. It's you started at like, yeah, you probably have to start at, yeah, anyway, that's my plan. I Highly get, ambitious. But uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> exciting. Why not? Why not? Why not? How have you been? You've been good. Yes, very well, thank you. Yeah, I just can't believe where uh, where those last few months have gone. It's been it's been quite mad, hasn't it? <laughs> Happy so lot, Christmas! Lots happened, exactly. <laughs> um, so this coming Friday, at the time of recording this podcast, is uh, the annual T-shirt day at Six Music. Um, for those who uh, may not be familiar with the phenomenon, could you describe what it is? Okay, so we've been doing this about 14, 15 years now. Steve Lamack developed the idea. It's you wear a band t shirts. Initially, an old band t shirt was the idea. Now it's just a band t shirt and you wear it to work. You take something that represents a lot about who you are personally, what you love, your life, and you wear it to the fullest extent mm. in your workplace, a place that is not normally known for. Um, expressing oneself in a sartorial way necessarily. I never used to be anywhere. Um, and yeah, and since it struck a nerve with people, it struck a nerve because people's relationship with band t-shirts is a wonderful and complicated and sophisticated thing. People really fix, fix it. In not only, oh, this is an old Iron Maiden t-shirt I wore when I was 15 and I loved Iron Maiden. <laughs> I haven't listened to Iron Maiden for years, but that was such a part of me at that age that yeah. I am here I am again I'm kind of proclaiming that love once more I think people love an opportunity to uh, show their colours to display the bands that they like it's, it's starting off being old bands and that was just all bands I mean, there's no kind of um, no criteria as long as it's a band big, small old or new whatever uh, a lot of famous people got involved um, which has just been fantastic 
um, like Kate Moss did, which is completely banana. Oh, we weren't expecting this to do that. So we put in the cafe over. Thank you very much, And yeah, a whole host of other musicians and artists and people have kind of got involved. As the social media side of it has grown so huge, they sort of do it all as well, which is brilliant because yeah. you, know, you get to see Kate Moss and the Beastie Boys t shirt. Yeah. Or like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah, it's, it's lovely. I, I think people also it links people together. There's that lovely thing where it's like, oh yeah, I had that too. Mm. I had one of those. I was part of that tribe. So yeah. I think people really like it for that reason as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things that, aside from you know being quite a fun thing for people to get involved with and seeing the different types of you know whether it's people in the music world or people beyond the music world getting involved in it as well, um, the whole world of you know, band t-shirts, artist t-shirts and, and merchandise in general has become so much so much more important, I think, perhaps in recent years than, than it may have been for some time. I mean, band merch and t-shirts have always been a staple of music, but in recent years, it's actually become quite a lot more vital, I think, to uh, particularly for independent artists, uh, you know, in, in terms of being able to sustain themselves as, as working oh, yeah. musicians. I mean, what, what's been your view of that? You know, because this is now... A, a real a way that fans can really support their favorite independent artists isn't it yeah like you you've absolutely hit it on the head it's like as has been often discussed you know an album is unlikely to make you a lot of money these days unless you're a mega artist um so the way that you make your money is is primarily by touring and part of the way you make money on touring is by selling merch swag mm. as they call it in the industry uh, so it's, and that's why I can be the between making a profit on a tour or not. That's why I can be the difference between staying on the floor of a van or staying in a and b You know, yeah. that's why I can be the difference between having enough money at the end of the tour to record another album. It's really, really vital. It's so important. And it does it ally the bands with the fans. You say they kind of, they know that they're getting, they're helping the groups. They're doing something that's definitely helping sustain a band, a new band. And also the group's poor, you know, there was, Definitely a time in the 90s when t-shirts were like selling in such huge numbers that there was no way it could be anything other than just mass produced. And you know, a massive company in Derby somewhere is printing 8,000 Oasis t-shirts a day, talk, 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 and that's all they're going to get. Like now, I think if you know how important t-shirts are to your fans, you're really spending a lot of time in sourcing the t-shirts and getting the design to make it something really special and really unique or really just allied to one release or one moment. And you're pouring a lot of love into that. And so when the artist, when the audience member buys that T-shirt or the fan buys that T-shirt from your own store or shop online, you know, there's a link there. There's a connection. Yeah. And I think that's really, you know, that's really, there's, you know, they, they used to say that um, with the 4AD label, like it, it, it's, music was always great, but the covers were always brilliant. You just love every 4AD cover would be a lovely thing just, just to have regardless of the music. Um, and certain bands have that relationship with their merch where it's like, yeah, it's like, it's always, oh, you know, Idols have got a new t-shirt out. I'm quite excited about to see the t-shirt. It's similar to how you would be to a track because you know that it's, it's making a statement, especially with that band, making a statement about where they're coming from or what they want to say at the moment. So it's pretty, pretty big thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with things like t-shirt day, is there, is there a sense there that that can also perhaps, you know, educate to some degree younger music fans who have grown up perhaps without physical format without buying physical formats you know they've grown up with downloads and streaming and things like that uh 
that they this is a way for them to learn actually I, this is a way for me to give something back to the artist if i can afford it and you know there there is a a physical element to to buying into that artist that you know people of a certain age will obviously be very familiar with but perhaps what are you trying, for, to, say? What are you trying to say yeah well um, you know, I'm, I'm including myself in that of course but <laughs> um, yeah you um, know yes. teenagers particularly i'm thinking yes to everything you just said then absolutely yes um i think that's that's a really valid point the physical only the physical object once again allows yourself to the group um i think i don't it's there was all that stuff made about you know five percent of people that wear ramones t-shirts and never heard a piece of ramones music i just made that up but that's kind of what people are talking about yeah i don't mind i think it's fine yeah i think it's fine i, I think i just I love the fact that something there's a potency in those logos, in those designs that you don't need the music. And if you know, five in every hundred of those people that buy their t-shirt do start listening to the music, great. Yeah. That's people that won't go listen to it. Doesn't bother me too. That kind of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm really into Akadaka. Akadaka. Oh, it's a t-shirt that says ACDC. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, it's fashion and clothing is language. Um, even if it's no logo, if it's purely utilitarian, you're still making choices based upon your beliefs. Yeah. In any form of choice. So to go, I want to wear this band t shirt because I believe it represents something to me, a moment that I, you know, a gig I just went to or a gig I went to when I was 15. Um, that's, that carries meaning to me it's got importance to me or there's something about the band where what they stand for or represent is something i like to ally myself with mm. that's a weird, like it's a weird it's like carrying a friend around it's like you know people don't do that with politicians nobody gets like it's very rare <laughs> you get people with like a t-shirt with a politician's face in it you know going yeah this is this is i wanna i'm with this person i share their beliefs <laughs> Very true. And I mean, that, I mean that on either side of the political fence. It yeah. doesn't happen very often, does it? <laughs> Whereas somebody wearing a T-shirt, a PJ Harvey T-shirt, or a Pixies T-shirt, or a, you know, it says you're 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 saying something. Yeah. You want you it's 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 like it's it's a, it's a sign of confidence in that artist's integrity, isn't it? Yeah. You know, no, maybe as well. It, it doesn't happen with politicians because you could. Put on a Monday and believe what they're saying, and then a week later you're like, "Oh my God, that was a waste of money." Yeah. They don't represent what I thought they did at all. Whereas artists, best yeah. ones, the majority of them, tend to stick by their beliefs. Yeah. So you can, yeah, you you feel I trust this band enough to buy one of their t-shirts and keep wearing it because they will not let me down. They will yeah. not, you know, they will not have a viewpoint that, that don't ally with mine on a moral level. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I never thought about it quite in those terms, but yeah, absolutely, yes. In terms of what you said, yes, as well, that, ah. definitely. I mean, do, do you have a particular favourite uh, or favourites in your wardrobe? Mikey. I always, I mentioned this earlier, actually, I always make the same, I always wear the same T-shirt on a T-shirt day because it used to be called, like, way old band T-shirt to work day. And my old band was a shunky 90s band called Menza, so I wear a Menza T-shirt. And originally one, every year. Do the same joke every single year. Comedy is repetition <laughs> times time. Yeah. Um, and I've got a lot of fondness for that T-shirt because it stood up pretty well. It was a heavy duty T-shirt, so it was still there. And it was a large one. I got a large one and a skinny rib one. Skinny rib one, weirdly shrunk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Strange, Not isn't it? Shrunk. 
happens. Weird, especially <laughs> around the waist. Um, how it just selectively shrinks certain areas. Um, what else? What other t-shirts do I love? I've got uh, I've got a Dolly Parton t-shirt that I bought. Oh, nice! Uh, at, at a Dolly Parton gig in Nashville at the Grand Old Opry. Uh, yes, wow! I love that one. <laughs> That's pretty great. And that was that was relatively recent. That was just like seeing one of the greatest artists in American history in that venue. Um, crikey, but on the spot now. Um, I've got a Power Corruption Lies New Order T-shirt. It doesn't have the name of the band anywhere. It's just got flowers yeah. with a tiny coloured barcode, which I think is an incredible image anyway. But yeah, it doesn't matter that it hasn't got New Order in it. Yeah. Because if you know, you know. And if you don't, it doesn't matter. It still looks great. Mm. And I'd wear it even if there wasn't a band associated with Peter Savage artwork. Mm. It's such brilliant artwork. Yeah, so, it is. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's loads. I'm Very nice. How about you? Me? Um, good question. Um, I've got, well, there's a load of old ones that mysteriously have shrunk down the years that I can no longer wear. Weird, so weird. Um, yes. Uh, more recently, um, I've got a, a Billy No Mates t-shirt, which I'll probably okay. be wearing on the Friday. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a Sparks Amazing. t-shirt as well that I quite like. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? B-52s, the rock lobster nice. on it, literally the big, great okay. big lobster with a guitar on it. It's quite nice. Um, yeah. And now, yeah, I can't remember the rest. Like, um, yeah. they, they've not, faded I'm, from memory a little bit or just literally faded. Um, I'm, I'm unfortunately, not unfortunately, I don't care. I am, old, I'm like second generation indie, so I miss the Smiths. The, I mean, they're around, but like, I wasn't old enough to be really into them when they broke. Mm. But I'm like second generation, so like, sort of, like sort of, sort of, and so on. And um, so I had a lot of really great band T-shirts, like a bunch of Nirvana T-shirts from Nirvana gigs. Oh, wow. Oh, a lot of, like, Soundgarden used to go and see a lot, and Fishbone and Nine Inch Nails, and, you know, all those people that we used to see all the time. Yeah. I had all the T-shirts, and, yeah, don't know where they are. Wow. Don't know where they are. Worth a effing fortune. I was going to say. Not that I'd sell them, but, like... Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet they would be. The Nirvana ones are quite strange. Like, I can't think of any other examples of like Nirvana and the smiley face mm-hmm. is arguably alongside the Nevermind cover the most iconic Nirvana image, yeah. despite not being a part of any actual artwork. Yeah, it's strange that all that. Like, yeah, that was just goes to see the power of the T-shirt. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> more important than what the band looked like at the moment. Yeah, they represent this. Yeah, that that sort of the sort of twisting of the smiley of the universal smiley logo into something mm. uniquely then. Yeah, yeah I, I did have a few Nirvana t-shirts as well, but uh, sadly they weren't from the actual gigs, uh, so not quite yeah. as cool. But what um, are you going to do? Yeah, what exactly. Are you gonna do? Uh, what will Six Music be doing uh, on the day to uh, to mark the t-shirt? There, they're going to be any particular shows dedicated to it? I know that Steve Lamac uh, will be doing one, or at least I think he will Le- be. Yeah, Lama's doing a whole week of stuff. Yeah. Um, starting off today, sort of doing different features on, like, uh, features on sustainability. Um, the T-shirt's being on a feature on how the cost of living and uh, the impact of the current financial situation, what that's having on bands and T-shirts, and this idea that 
some venues are putting their, their cut their ticket on t-shirts up. Uh, so we're looking at that as well. Um, we're hopefully speaking to these barrel carpets who are like one of the people that, nice. um, who like in the early nineties were more famous for their t-shirts than their music when they first started. Yeah. That made, <laughs> that's how they made their money. Mm. Um, and also this idea of like the, subversive language that we use in their t-shirt would you do that again now like mm. i think that the kind of the, the everyone's relationship to other members of their society and community has changed so whether you would you put an offensive message on a t-shirt anymore how do you feel about that is that acceptable or not we'll be talking a bit about that and yeah a whole uh, sarah's got a massive press release and all the stuff on it i'm i'm i'm, I'm just doing all ammo stuff oh, yeah, but, okay. and then and then we'll be getting everybody to submit their photos obviously uh so yeah cool. it's gonna be it's gonna be cool brilliant and um i also just wanted to ask uh, you know with this year being the 100th uh, anniversary of the bbc um just to talk a little bit about how the bbc's music coverage in recent years has kind of expanded into this incredible sort of platform for for accessing whether it be live uh, content on demand content across so many different genres and styles you know it's it's quite an incredible thing i mean using glastonbury as an example um and looking yeah. at the coverage this year you know across the iplayer live uh, you know as as it was happening as well you know what what are you, just your thoughts i guess on what the bbc is capable of when it comes to that kind of really comprehensive music coverage you know is is there anyone else that's able to pull that type of coverage and content off and and also what next for music coverage within the bbc is that something that will look to be expanded across multiple events you know glastonbury is obviously a very obvious example but is there a, a desire within that bbc music stable to keep growing and expanding that level of coverage across all sorts of other events and and genres and styles there's a couple of questions there. I mean, in terms of the wider strategic um, plans for the BBC around music, I'm not the right person to ask. Mm. Um, but I do know, and this is not just because I do work for the BBC, um, you know, nobody does it better, do they, really? There, there is a level of, uh, from a technical side, from a production side of, 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 of things, I don't think anybody, any broadcaster gets fast, sounds good, shoots them as well, likes them as well, records it as well stuff with a view to it being done for posterity mm. you know you've only got to listen to anything from a live lounge to a tour session to know that those those performances are captured the very very highest quality and will be there for the ages you know and you can look at any glass debate as soon as the bbc start, started doing it the level of, of of commitment to all aspects not just the massive bands but the small bands you look at bbc introducing how that's emerged to become such a big player and genuinely helps help bands and change the music landscape in terms of how how bands are being, how bands are being given not just a step up, but it's, it's now it's not even like a new burn thing. Mm. It's like now this is this is part of of the fun of the industry. This is how groups can get help to get out there. Yeah, so I'm very proud of that. Um, you know, I think the BBC's commitment to the broadest possible range of music is pretty incredible as well, and I, I don't think that's always remembered you know it's not just pop indie rock dance it spreads far wider and far further than that. that's something that's always been there I mean, it's a job here. you just got to look at, at that legacy but it does live on with six music mm. you know there's a breadth and a depth and it's all treated with the same love and the same appreciation 
Yeah. You know, um, it's not like Nirvana went to do a session and the Bundy Boys did a session and one was like, oh, this is a big band, this is a band that's me. No, it's, all, it's always treated the same. It's always treated as art, which is pretty good. Yeah. And that sounds, that sounds like I'm just being an advert. It's true. I think if it wasn't, you know, people would know about it. I think people, people miss it. It's, we have to be the UK's music taste. Yeah. We have to be anything that you want. In the same way as, you know, we have to have Strictly and the pair shop me have to have niche programs about the man mending the Berlin Houses of Parliament, you know, the niche programs as well. Yeah. We've got to encapsulate, we've got to be there for, for the big broad stroke, you know. Um, we've got to be there for Harry Styles, we've got to be there for idols, you know, we've got to be there for everybody. Yeah. This is as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And lastly, um, you mentioned before we started recording that you're currently in Brighton uh, doing a book tour with uh, Graham Coxon talking about his new autobiography. Yeah. Um, how has that been going? It's been really good. First Chorus Monster is the book. Mm. Um, Graham's great. I think like there's been a few mu- musician autobiographies. I've just a lot of books that were obviously developed and written partly during lockdown. But Graham's is, Graham's is really good. It's, it's him. It sounds like him. It's... Um, it doesn't feel like he's just dictated it. Someone else, there's a very personal journey that he's taken and he's quite a singular individual and a remarkable musician. Mm. Uh, and he was in Blur. You know, like that's just the Blur story is a pretty insane story. Yeah. But to get his perspective from the inside of it. And I think, yeah, I think it was a, quite a brave thing to do to talk so honestly about his, his issues and challenges that he's faced personally. Um, yeah, it's been going, that makes it sound like it's not fun. We've been having a lot of fun. Yes. Been really good. Uh, quite random, but quite fun. Brilliant. Well, Matt, thanks so much for uh, for taking some time out to have a chat with us and doing Thank this. You, man. Really do appreciate sorry, it. Sorry about the seagulls in the background. No, that's okay. Adds to the uh, adds to the atmosphere. It's nice. Oh, look! There we go. There we go. Nice view. Yeah. Yeah. Good to speak to you, man. Lovely. You too, Matt. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And good luck with the rest nice of the book tour. Wicked. And let us know when it goes out and I'll, I'll do a bit of a speak moment. So. Lovely. Thank you very much. Will okay. do. Wicked. All right. See you soon. Cheers. Sarah, see you. Right? Headliner Radio. Supporting the creative community.